I could have used that time to really engage and just like be connected and adjust my, but I didn't. And I didn't do that because I felt like I couldn't, but that's not true. Just like it's not true that I didn't have the money. I chose not to spend it because I still have this poverty mindset. I think sometimes when you make money, you think like, okay, well I have money. So now I'm not making a lack decision, Like, still 80% of my decisions are based on money. And anytime you're making decisions like based on money, not on your budget, not on that, that is poverty. Just that's a poverty decision. Welcome to another episode of the Ageless Conversations podcast. I'm Tamika from TamikaMcTeer.com. If you are new to the podcast, here's what you need to know. We are a community that believes that there is no age that defines the life of every woman. So every week you'll hear a conversation that I know will inspire you to change your mindset, gain confidence, and live a lifestyle thriving, not determined by age. Well, hello there, and welcome back to another episode of the Ages Conversations podcast. Before I introduce today's guest to you, I just want to take a quick moment to say thank you so much to everybody that continues to listen to this podcast on a weekly basis and share it with those that you know that may be able to take something away from a conversation that you've had here on the podcast. I'd love for you all to celebrate with me as the podcast now over 16,000 downloads. That may be a little to some, maybe a lot to others, but for me, regardless of the number, I'm grateful each and every time someone chooses to listen to this podcast. So. With that being said, just one again, I wanted to just say a quick thank you. Joining us today on the podcast, we have faith coach and everyone's favorite Bible teacher, Courage Molina. Courage is the lead and founding pastor for Bold Faith Community Church and the author of Power Principles of Courageous Living and the host of the award-winning podcast, Dose of Courage. Courage is on a mission to help ambitious, purpose-driven women build extraordinary faith so that they have the confidence to go after the life they really want. She believes the foundation of becoming your most bold, confident, and courageous self is in a daily habit of studying and applying the word of God to your life. Courage, welcome to the Ageless Conversations podcast. I am so excited for this conversation with you today. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, Ageless <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm like, what? What well, took her so long to actually have me on this podcast? Really? Uh-uh, uh-uh. You're not going to put that on me. I was like, okay, I don't think she's trying to mess with this because she know I want to have her on this podcast. But, uh, you know, in due time, it's going to happen. <laughs> so, you know, of course, I'm an email subscriber. So I get your emails and things like that. So I was just like, hey, I read them all the time. I reply. And as of late, I've seen a couple. I was like, let me just hit reply and see what happens. And so, of course, I was excited when you said you'd be a guest on the podcast. So, so looking forward to this a conversation. And Courage, I don't know if you know this. Maybe you remember, maybe you don't. But the very first time I was introduced to you were many years ago. I shouldn't say many, like so many years ago, but it definitely was years ago. The very first time I heard you, obviously, was on the Redefining Wealth podcast. And at that time, I was so drawn into the conversation that you had there. And the more and more you continued to talk, I was like, oh, my gosh, who is this girl? I was like, surely I feel like I should have met her somewhere before. One, because throughout that conversation, you end up sharing that you went to Elevation. And I was like, I go to Elevation. What's the odds of this? I'm listening to somebody on this podcast and they say they go to Elevation. But then you said that you went to the Matthews location. So I was like, oh, that makes sense why I, I wouldn't see her. Because I was like, if she went to the location I was at, I was going to run this girl down. Like, <laughs> I was going to find her. But after that conversation, I remember sending you a DM just letting you know how 
powerful and impactful your message was there. And just wanted to say, like, kudos to you for the work that you do and what you stand for. Since being introduced to you, I've always loved your work. So just wanted to, you know, share that information with you. Maybe you do did know, maybe you didn't know. But regardless of, I wanted to make sure you knew that and heard it from me personally. Well, thank you for sharing that. No, I did not know that. And I think that is so crazy that that is how we met and we didn't meet. Like, first of all, we've never met, right? Right, like, right, right. Because you're in Charlotte. That's correct. We play too much. Like, I know, right? <laughs> we really have got to do better. And then when you had, and then when you had your retreat over the summer, I actually knew a couple of the ladies that was attending the retreat. So I actually came over to the hotel and had lunch with them and everything. And I was like, surely I'm going to meet her personally today for myself. And still, I did not run into you, but I ran into your bestie, Erica, and actually had to, you know, spend some time with her and gave her a ride over to wherever she was going. I was like, I'll give you a ride, but <laughs> never did I see you. And I was like, how crazy is that? <laughs> that is so crazy. First of all, at that retreat, I was hot and stuff. I was like, in between, I was so exhausting. It was great, but it was very exhausting. And I was definitely trying not to be seen in between. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm about to go back to the room, taking a nap. I just cannot believe that we haven't met. That is so insane. I was on the Redefining Wealth podcast. Probably 2018, 17. 17, yeah. 18, yes. It was well before the pandemic. I know that. <laughs> yeah. I met her at a, a conference in New York. That's definitely before the pandemic because I was going places all the time. That is so amazing. Look at, look at what the Lord has done. <laughs> it's crazy how it took a podcast with someone, I don't know if she was in Atlanta then, she might have still been in California during the time of that podcast, but it's crazy how a podcast recorded with someone across the country is how we got connected or how you got connected to me. And I'm right here in Charlotte. That is right, right, right. And, and then obviously I got a chance to experience you up close and more personal through, you know, one of those programs. But then I had the opportunity to start spending more time with you when you launched your Saturday church service. So yeah, it's just interesting to know again, where I found you and then just following the journey and then just seeing you continue to flourish. That right there, that's a kudos for podcasting, right? Like I love your podcast and anybody that's listening, you just don't know what an interview can do. And those interviews last forever, mm -hmm. right? So somebody could find right now and, and, Find, find that interview from way back when, and it's still there. It's, I'm sure it's still good content. I think I've grown a little bit. <laughs> it was pretty <laughs> solid. I'm sure I've grown a bit, but it was pretty solid back then. Like the importance of getting on a platform to share your story with other people. I think that's such a, that's such a big reminder. I really need to do better. If anybody's listening, you want me on your podcast. I'm going to be on your podcast. Because <laughs> I used to get on somebody's podcast all the time. I was very intentional in the beginning and somehow I kind of slowed that up a little bit. I don't even know why. Probably not a good reason but I'm gonna get back to it see thank you for that reminder yes first and so I love for you to just kick us off maybe a fun fact or something that somebody wouldn't know by just listening to you if they had an opportunity to see you something that is not known about you from hearing your bio what's a fun fact you'd like to share with the listeners oh my gosh okay I love karaoke like, and I cannot sing. When I tell y'all, I'm a karaoke, like, celebrity in my own mind. I have a karaoke machine. I would do karaoke alone and in my home. Like, I don't need an audience. I can imagine an audience. I got dance moves. I got a fake mic stand. Baby. Okay? Okay, Love okay. Karaoke. Okay? Love it. <laughs> 
I love that. Thanks for sharing. So like I'm one that's definitely into watching karaoke, but I can't say that I'm the one that's getting up there doing it. No, I would not not be the center of giggles. Listen, I can't sing at all. I cannot even sing a little bit, but I will not let that stop me. Okay. Like this, I'll do it in the home setting because I will, I, 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 I have fun with it in the home setting, but out in public, no, I'm, I'm just going to watch. (laughs) And when you think about where you are today, we're wrapping up soon here. We're going to be wrapping up first quarter already. I can't believe it. It feels like 2023 just started. And as we, as we all enter a new year, there's different goals and things that we set for ourselves. And so when you think about any goals that you have for yourself personally and the level in which you measure them, how would you say those are charting out for you? Do you feel like you're on pace or do you feel like there's some tweaking and pivoting that you need to make to ensure that by the end of this year, you reach those goals that you personally set for yourself? I feel like I need to get started. If I'm honest, I feel like January and February kind of got away from me. I do have I have my first set of goals, right? I did my first set of goals. I think I have like 12. I even did a podcast about it. It was great. But we had something like, so my husband's car broke down. I know this seems like it's random, but I want y'all to follow me. My husband's car broke down. And so I had to take him to and from work every day, which took away like two and a half, some days even like three and a half hours of my time. There was one day I sat on 485 with my car in park for 47 minutes in park. Okay. Insane. So that just led me to a lot of things. Like I just had like a little breakdown, right? All those days I didn't get enough sleep. The dog was barking. And so I just started to think like, what is it that I really want in life? I felt like my life was out of control. It was just those, I'm very extreme. It was just those six days, but those six days were just, they were just the absolute worst. I mean, it's such a huge inconvenience. It seems like, oh, well, it's not a tragedy. I feel like with the tragedy, you expect for you to be exhausted. You expect emotional exhaustion. You People are more supportive because it's like a serious thing. But when it's just a daily drain on you, people just are like, well, it's just, you know. And so I really started to think about that. And so I've adjusted some of the goals that I had. There are things that I thought I cared about after that little mini breakdown. I don't care about. I just don't care about. And so I've needed to make some adjustments, not even to my plan or to my my strategy or my actions, but like, what are my goals? What is it that I really want? There are a lot of things that sound good and that would be nice to achieve. But really and truly, if those were the only things I achieved and these new things weren't on there, I would still not be as happy as I would like to be. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. And thank you so much for sharing that. I love to ask you, do you think that this is an epiphany that you would have had or a rethinking of the process of what you actually wanted the goals to be that you attained this year? Do you think that's something that you would have reevaluated if you didn't have these opportunities to sit in the longer traffic or have to deal with taking him to work and anything else that was thrown your way that was not a part of your normal routine prior to? No, absolutely not. I definitely wouldn't have because most of my goals are like, they're very work related. I want to, you know, increase the number of followers. I want to be more consistent with the podcast. I want to do more interviews, things like that, that kind of make sense. Maybe I want to lose some weight. I have these things that I kind of want to check off. They seem really good, but I thought about what was so upsetting about those six days. And I'm so I'm going to be so transparent. What was so upsetting about those six days is that we did not, I did not have the option to do anything else. And when I tell you, I don't like that. 
I I don't mind doing something that I don't mind doing, but there was literally no other way for him to get to and from work. I needed the car, the extra expense, the way in which we went about getting the car fixed. My husband is, he want to fix it himself and he has the skill. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have the time. Okay. He can do it. He could, he could fix anything. He doesn't have the time. You are working. We would have to leave the house at 6 a.m. And he's not calling me to pick him up till 6 p.m. You're going to fix this car when? Like, we just kind of went through that thing. And it was like, well, this is going to save us money. The last time we had the car fixed, it cost us $1,800. And he just didn't want to spend that. And so since it was his car, I was like, fine. If you if it was my car, I'm not about to wait no six days. Right, I'm about to right. get it fixed today. Go ahead, run that $1,800. We good, fam. But he is like, no, not when I can do it. And so because of that decision, it took six days. And the truth is... If I had more resources, this is the truth, right? We, I would not have had to deal with that. And so I started to think like, it's not really about the money. What is it? It's feeling like I don't have any options. It's feeling like I didn't have the freedom to cut my workday in half. I work for myself. I don't work for anybody else. Right. So like, why are you doing those things? Well, because of the goals that I've set, those mm -hmm. goals don't allow for life to happen. I valued I can't believe I'm going to say it out loud, but I'm going to say it out loud, right? I have valued accomplishment more than like, okay, I, we, now this means I can spend more time with my husband, which is like a number one complaint. Because like I said, he leaves the house at 6 a.m. It's 6.15. I just texted him. What's your ETA? I have an interview at six o'clock. I don't know what time you're getting off today. Do you know what I mean? I could have used that time to really engage and just like be connected and adjust my, but I didn't. And I didn't do that because I felt like I couldn't, but that's not true. Just like it's not true that I didn't have the money. I chose not to spend it because I still have this poverty mindset. I think sometimes when you make money, you think like, okay, well, I have money. So now I'm not making a lack decision. Like still 80% of my decisions are based on money. And anytime you're making decisions like based on money, not on your budget, not on that, that is poverty. That's a poverty decision. I'm not going to promote this thing so much because I don't need to. That's poverty. Walmart is promoting and they make millions of dollars. They're never not promoting. Do you know what I mean? And so it just kind of exposed how focused I really am on like work and accomplishments and how frustrated I was because of restrictions I put on myself. No, nope, didn't nobody, like nobody did this to me. I literally did it to myself. The nights that I was exhausted because the dog woke up, girl, I could have come home and taken a nap. I could have been like, yep, I'm going to take a nap because my schedule is flexible, but I didn't give myself permission to do that. And I had to ask myself like, okay, why were you so miserable? Why didn't you allow yourself? I'm like, oh, this is poverty right here. You know what, girl? <laughs> Now you just said so much. It's, I, I love, I love how this conversation is just going, and how you said, like you, you talk about this one thing, but how for you it opened up so many other things. In reality, it allows you to see so many other areas that were being impacted. And like you said, the poverty mindset. And I, I'm pretty sure that there's somebody listening that can, that, oh my God, that resonate with so much about what you said and how they think about things and, you know, just what they're doing and having the financial means to be able to do something. But because you still, like you said, are so much embedded into that poverty mindset, you don't allow yourself to do that. And so easily you could have bought back your time. Yes. <laughs> okay. 
I could have. I could have been like, okay, sir, I'm going to go ahead and drop this car right on off over here on Independence. And we will just get it picked up on like the next day. We went so many days. It was just, or yeah. I just could have had a better attitude. If he wanted yeah. to make the decision, I could have just cut my, my day in half. Yeah. I didn't have to work as long as my, and I did for the record, even though I kept my same work schedule, right? I didn't cut it in half. I still didn't get as much done because I was, ex- I was exhausted mm-hmm. because I was frustrated that my schedule was messed up. I could have just, Adjust it. There's so many things. Yeah. So definitely, if it were not for that, I would not have the minds like the decision making that I'm making right yeah. now, the goals that I have now. Absolutely. Yeah. And something else you talked about in that that I believe any other person that's married listening to the podcast or even in a you know longer relation a, a long term relationship when you talked about you know you all being able to spend more time together. And so many people talk about the time, you know, that they're not able to spend with their spouse and it just not being enough time in a day for whatever reason. And all that, that, although that may not have been the ideal time that you would have liked when you talk about, oh, let's get some quality time in together. The reality of it is that was quality time that you guys could have had with one another and conversations could have been created throughout that drive to and from work. Yeah, but they were not because I woke up. (laughs) (laughs) because <laughs> I was bringing the heat every morning and listen let me just tell you this like I get up very early but I don't start my work day my work doesn't start until 10 do y'all I just want y'all to hear the oh my heat. gosh <laughs> so you definitely had an open morning had, oh, yes and I'm sure you were still back home by 10 too right yes yes <laughs> <laughs> so I could have just been like, okay, it's cool. Let me just make an adjustment. Let me do this. Let me reset. Let me get some coffee. But instead, I was like so strict on myself. I was so determined in retrospect to like make it miserable. I made it miserable for me. I did not process this until right now on this podcast. I made it miserable for him. I feel like, oh, I need to apologize right now. <laughs> yeah. Because I just stuck my heels in, like, oh, this is such a inconvenience and you won't get the car fixed and so I'm mad because you won't just get like all those things and it It didn't have to be that way (laughs) like therapy thank you for helping me process that (laughs) thank you so much for sharing that and so courage you are definitely someone that's considered like everybody's favorite bible teacher you know anybody that I know that drops your name definitely is talking about the humor that you share and things like that when sharing the Bible, how relatable it is, and things of that nature. But before you became the courage that everybody knows today, how would you describe her previously before you accepted that you were a pastor? Well, like, way back, I was a mess. Like, you know, if you're talking <laughs> like before I really knew the Lord, I was a mess. In my, I feel like in my, in my glory days, right, that's how we think of them. They weren't really. But in those younger days, I was probably the same personality while I was like loud and crazy. Definitely not nice. I wasn't a mean person. Just I have a lot of grace. I miss a lot of words. What I ain't going to do is go back and forth with you, try, And I ain't going <laughs> to let nothing go neither. You know, so I was a little bit hot-headed. You know what I'm saying? I was a little hot-headed back then. But as life would have it, like just going through so many things and not having the tools to really deal with them. You know, I suffered from depression for way longer than I realized. And so before I started studying the Bible for myself, that's really who I was. I was a, a girl who felt like she trapped her husband with kids, even though that wasn't my intention. I felt like, you know, my husband's 
parents have been married for like a hundred years. And so he has very strong family values as far as like not getting divorced. So in my opinion, he could have been absolutely miserable and I believed him to be so, but he would never leave because of the kids. And so that didn't feel good to feel that way. I was unhappy with my weight. I was unhappy with my style. I was unhappy with the work that I was doing. It was just like all of these things. And my marriage was a mess. Everything was a mess. And then a close relative got sick. He's like my brother fighting for his life. We lost the battle. We won the war, you understand, because he knew the Lord. But, you know, we we laid him to rest. And that that whole process, like, I was just angry with God. My life was a mess. But it had been for a long time. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know, right? It took my cousin getting sick. That pushed me over the edge. I drank a lot. I wasn't, like, wild. When I think about people drinking a lot, I think, like, oh, they go out to parties. I wasn't, like, going out to parties or anything like that. I was drinking wine at home, like, a bottle a night. Or Southern Comfort and and cranberry juice and ginger ale with my pancakes. You know what I'm saying? Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) Right. My mom mom came to visit one time, and she was like, that's what you're drinking with your breakfast? I was like, ma'am, the Bible said to give a strong drink to those who have heavy heart, and my heart is heavy. So leave me alone. <laughs> trying to find the scripture to support Listen, what she was doing. So leave me alone. I'm like, the Lord, no, this is what you need right here. That's not what that scripture means, okay? <laughs> you know, that's before I really knew him. And so by the time, when I started studying the Bible, it was like that was my last ditch effort. I was already in a place where I was begging for death. I didn't want to wake up in the morning. I just couldn't imagine my life getting better or things in my life getting better. I felt like this could be my life for the next 60 years. I was like, no, God, no, just let me die. I can't do this another 60. I could do this another 60 years. I'm like, this is too much. So it wasn't even that the day-to-day was so heavy. It was just like the thought that it could be that way for the next you know, thousands of days. That was too much for me. And so I went to Elevation. This lady kept inviting me, inviting me, inviting me. And so I went, I was like, these people, oh, they different. They different. On this. It was like all this smiling. And what's up? I'm like, ain't nothing to smile about. They're good. And we, she took me to Blakeney campus when it was like the main campus. Mm-hmm. There was a line. I'm from Florida. Okay, guys. So I feel like the only place that should have a line it's Disney World. No place else. I was like, this ain't Disney and he ain't Jesus. Why is this line around the corner? But we got in there. And when I tell you that, that man preached a word, honey, that spoke to my soul. And I thought it was the first time he preached on the expectation gap. It was the first time oh. that I considered that I could be so sad and disappointed with the choice that God made and God could still be good. I never considered that both could be true, that I could be pissed and he could be good. Mm -hmm. It was really like one or the other, right? Like if I'm this upset, it's because he's not good. This is how you know, how I know you're not good because you let my cousin die. All these other deadbeats out here walking the street every day. But, you know, we buried my cousin. Like, I was so angry. Mm -hmm. But he was like, sometimes this life with God can be hard. And sometimes they do die. And sometimes the marriage does end. He was like, and God is good anyway. You know, and I just, I was just like, huh, that's a different perspective. And I went to Elevation every Sunday after that, took my kids. He preached, he preaches like he's, at the time, I felt like he was the smartest preacher I ever heard preach. 
it made sense. Like he wasn't just yelling out the mm-hmm, thou mm-hmm. shalt not hallelujah. Mm-hmm, like he was mm-hmm. actually speaking a language I could understand. And I started to think, man, I bet you he makes really good decisions. <laughs> like to make better decisions for my life he seems like a guy that makes really good decisions and so i'm just curious like how much time does he study i wonder how much time is he studying his bible what kind of bible studies he's doing then he talked about tithing you know it's not just about giving god your 10 percent of your money you could give your gifts and resources and all that and the holy spirit said or you could give him 10 percent of your day and i was like oh that that sounds cool yeah, and I remember the first, one of the Saturdays when I came to your group and you was talking, you were talking about that. I was like, wow, because I, I don't feel like I heard that piece through church ever. And when I heard you say that, I was like, oh, that's interesting. Obviously, you know, we hear about the tithe and we do it financially, you know, and serving and things like that. But time, and then you just broke it down. So I'll let you go ahead and continue. But I thought, wow. This is what I think. I just thought, that sounds cute, but it's two hours and 24 minutes. I ain't nobody about to do that. I was still a classroom teacher. I had school-age kids. I don't I don't know. Like I was like, I don't know, sir, Holy Spirit, sir. Who do you think got two hours and 24 minutes? <laughs> I know I do not. So that's a no for me. You know, and I just was like, yeah, no, that's I'm definitely not doing that. So I just like pushed it out of my head, but it kept coming up. It kept coming up. It kept coming up. And so I was like, okay, that's y'all know. If y'all know me, y'all know I have two dogs. I'm so sorry that they are acting ridiculous. The boys act up every once in a while. You know, this is my life, y'all. Pray for me. So I started with just 15 minutes. Then 30 minutes. And I started at the beginning. I didn't know any better. I didn't know that I maybe could have started in John. or I just started in Genesis 1 in the beginning. I'm like, let's just start at the front. I never read this thing, really. I've looked at a few scriptures, but I never really read it. So let me just get into it. And so and so I did. And and I started to grow to two hours and 24 minutes because, you know, God works in systems. And so if the system is that I give him the first fruits, the best part of my day, the best part of my income, the best part of, you know, whatever it is he's given to me. Right. And he says, test me in this and see won't I pour you out a blessing that won't be room enough to store. Now, I love that for money, too. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not speaking against that. I love that for money. But I just wondered what that system would look like if the seeds that I was sowing was 10 percent of my day into the word of God. And it's how I am who I am. And why I'm the way I am, right? It's not just who I am, but it's why I teach and preach the way that I do. Because it was just me and him in the word. I didn't really get a lot of tradition or politics. I didn't get any of that. That yeah. kind of makes me. So. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Thanks for sharing. Because, yeah, that's just so interesting. You know, again, being able to tithe with your time. But I love how you talked about, like, you didn't you didn't just get to that over two hours. You know, you started out at the 15 minutes. And I think that's so powerful in the sense of whether you're a new believer or one that's known the Lord for as long as you can remember, if you are not putting in that time and, you know, dedicating a specific amount of time to spend with him on a daily basis, and you have this goal that feels, you know, so big for you, start small, start small. And even in that, I love how you have your bold method. And so if you could, I'd love for you to just share with the listeners, you know, what that bold method is, how you got started with that and how they can take 
what you're saying and, you know, come to either one of your programs or just take the bold method that you're sharing here and make it applicable to their daily study and application. Oh, yeah. So I think that not I think, let me just say this, like, I understand that I have a gifting for it, right? That I have a gifting and anointing. But in the beginning, I didn't know that it was just, I just felt intuitive, like, I'm a learner. And so this is how I would learn or study anything. And so I didn't come up with the method. It was just what seemed like normal to me like this is obviously how you do it but it wasn't until I started like leading bible study and things like that and women were like no I did not get that I'm like why you ain't get that we both read it what did what was you reading this week child Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like I just didn't get it and so as I started serving more I was like let me take a look at what I'm doing like what am I actually doing what is this process it's just a simple devotional method there are lots of devotional methods out there they're probably all acronyms I created one like you said, that's bold because my thing is I want women to be bold in their faith and it requires that we go deeper in the word. And so the B, it's an acronym. And so the B stands for bear witness. That's like bearing witness of the scripture. So you have a scripture, let's say you have John three sixteen for God so loved the world. What does that say? It's saying that God loved the world so much that he sent his son to die for us, right? Like You're just going to re-say it in your own words. You're going to think about the who, what, when, where, why, being a witness to a crime, to an event. You're not going to say what you think about it. You're just going to say what is there, right? And so that's what that B stands for. And the O is observation. What do you see in the scripture? I see them arguing. I see protection. It's not said in the scripture, but I can see it there. I see that there's tension. There's sin there. I see that there's redemption in this in this verse. And then you're going to go to L. What are the lessons that you learned from this? Did it teach you something about God? What did it teach you about people? What did it teach you about yourself? And the part that I think we miss most of all is the D, the do. What does God want you to do? When the Holy Spirit gives you the ability to understand the mysteries of the word, it's not just so you can understand the mysteries of the word. It's so that you can apply it. He wants you to do something because he wants you to become right more and more like him. And that requires a change of action. That's where transformation comes in. And so that D is do. What does God want me to do? with this lesson? Where am I going to apply this lesson? What is the first thing, the next step? And by doing that, it allows you to go deeper in the word, just one or two verses at a time. It allows you to do it in like 20 to 30 minutes. So you could do a topical study on love, on marriage, on anything. Just find you some, you know, scriptures and then use that method over and over. It will absolutely change the way you approach the word without question. We have some bold method journals on the church's website, boldfaithchurch.org. They're printed. They will come to you. They are so cute. And they are going to provide you with the structure and the record that you need because you want to keep track of the things that you're studying. And you can go to Courage Molina University if you want to work with me. I have a membership. The membership is only $15 a week. Like, come on, people. What has having bold faith meant for you? It meant I had the confidence and the courage to actually go after the life that I want instead of the one that I realized I settled for. Mm-hmm. 
I love that. I love that. And you have this church. You kind of told them, well, I'm sure I've mentioned that they've heard me mention this several times now, but on Saturdays at eight o'clock every week, you have Saturday service. And so oftentimes you hear women or just people in general talk about not going to church and maybe wanting to get in fellowship again, but maybe the traditional church is something that they're no longer drawn to and things like that, or whether it be because of COVID reasons, just because they hadn't felt connected. Maybe it's church hurt, various reasons why people don't, you know, want to be in fellowship and congregate with other believers today. Or maybe some people are newly coming into their faith. And so just anything that they've heard traditionally is not something that they want to entertain. But you have this service on Saturdays, every single morning. Church, I'd love for you to tell the listeners more about who is it for, what they can expect if they, you know, came to it, where they connect with you. Just more about why you started it and what they can expect if they are someone that's looking, listening and want to be, you know, grow their faith more. Okay. Yeah. So I love, obviously, I love our church, Bold Faith Community Church, and I love the women that attend. We're an online church for women. This is a church for purpose-driven women, women who understand that they've been created with a purpose and they know that they cannot pursue that purpose without having a strong foundation in God. And that requires time in the word. It's for women who don't want to talk about needing more time in the word, but women who are intentional about starting where they are and growing to where they need to be so that they have the faith that they need to start a business, to grow their business, to start a ministry, to get married, to get divorced, like whatever it is that, you know, the lack of faith is keeping you from doing. A lot of times women have the strategies to do things. They know what they need to do. And they're trying to figure out, well, why am I not doing it? I believe you're not doing it because you don't really have the faith to do it. And it's more than just a belief system. It's an understanding of how to get instruction from the word of God. So if you are looking for a place to be honest, to be challenged, it is not church as usual. We are not pretending to be perfect because we know that's a lie. We don't have time to pretend with that. We need to actually be addressing the issues that we have. If you're looking for an open place, then Bold Faith Community Church is the place for you. If you are looking for perfection and behavior before relationship, then this, this ain't it. We ain't the right one. We're not the right group. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> We're not acting like we have more faith than we have. So everybody's at their own level, but you can see the level that we're on because we're not pretending to be holier than, than we, than we are. If that makes sense. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Courage, before I let you go, I have four quick questions that I want to ask you. There is no right or wrong answer. You just respond, my friend, with the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. The first one is describe age in four words or less. Age ain't nothing but a number. Is that four words? Age, age. Ain't nothing but a number. Ain't nothing but a number. Okay. I don't, I don't want that one because people always say that. No, I'm just joking with you. <laughs> this one is a fill in the blank for you. My name is, and age has taught me. My name is Courage, and age has taught me that it's okay to be exactly where you are. Love it. Are you an ask for permission or ask for forgiveness person? Neither. (laughs) Tell me more. I'm probably not asking for permission because I'm going to do what I want to do. And I'm probably also not asking for forgiveness because... I'm very (laughs) intentional about the actions. (laughs) Because I'm very intentional about the actions that I take. 
Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's just the honest truth. I mean, maybe I should, there's probably somebody listening that's like, yeah, that's your problem. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, this pastor out here just living her best life. She ain't doing neither one. <laughs> that's the like, information I'm asking for forgiveness. Because I ain't doing nothing. Except for what I had the right to do. <laughs> except for what I had the right to do. I think that's more about, I'm very intentional. I'm so intentional. I love it. I love it. Are you comfortable silences or nonstop conversations? Both. Elaborate, please. I don't like small talk. I'm not interested in small talk. I'd much rather for us to sit and just be quiet. If oh, we don't love have it. Same. Meaningful conversation. Same. Um, Never ask me about the weather. I'm a vomit. Yeah, I'm not. I'm just not interested in that. So I'm okay sitting here quietly if we don't have anything to talk about. Same. But if we have something great to talk about, let's go. I could talk all day. Same. <laughs> I'm like, what what did you just say to me? Why are you why are you saying that to me? Yes, why? <laughs> not interested. Absolutely not interested in small talk. I'm like, uh, we got small talk? I don't want to go. Yeah. <laughs> Courage, where can people connect with you after this podcast and what final words do you have for our listeners today? You can connect with me wherever you like to play. My name is Courage Molina everywhere. Courage Molina on Instagram is probably my favorite place, but I'm on Facebook under the same name, YouTube, same name. Everywhere, same name, Courage Molina. Google me, Ethan. And my parting words is, if you are not living as a believer, the life of abundance that God said you could have, then it's not that you don't deserve it. You just don't know what it takes to get it. And I want to encourage you to get the coaching, buy the book, enroll in the class, because that's the only thing that's keeping you, woman of God, from having the thing that God has called you to. We just don't know how to sometimes, you know, so go out there and figure that out, you know? Oh my gosh, this was so good. Thank you so much for being a guest here today. I definitely enjoyed this conversation and getting to do, to talk to you more personally instead of being on the receiving end and having you teaching and things <laughs> like that. And so I'm sure that our listeners are going to you know, be able to take something away from this conversation and make it applicable to their lives. So thank you again, Courage, for being here today. Thank you so much for having me and the boys. I didn't know the boys were going to be here today. So thank <laughs> you so much for having me and the fellas. So we appreciate you sharing your platform with us. Thank you for listening to the Ageless Conversations podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, please share it with others or leave a rating and review. Your review really does help others find out about the podcast. As always, you can head over to my website now at TamekaMixier.com to sign up for my email list, as well as check out the links and resources in the show notes. That's all for this episode. Talk to you all next week.